Hi, everybody. Welcome to the City Girls podcast. This is a show where we like to talk about sex in the city, and we are starting season two, the recap season two, episodes one, two, and three. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hi, we did it, Rachel, and made the season two. Yeah, uh, it, it went by so fast. I can't even believe it. <laughs> it really did. And it, yeah. it's, I like that there's still like that Samantha's relationship that she was dealing with at the end of season one that's crossed over into season two. It feels like it's a fresh start, but also the the storylines have continued in a way that feels really organic. Yeah, I think so. And we get to really know Carrie in these three episodes in a way that we hadn't in season one. Yeah. Yeah. So the first episode is called Take Me Out to the Ball Games. And in this episode... Uh, Carrie starts to date a pitcher for the Yankees, new pitcher uh, named Joe. And uh, that is definitely something that makes Big jealous. Uh, But she's also trying not to run into Big very much. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, she she ends up like phantom Bigs everywhere. Yeah. And Charlotte is dating this jazz guy who's super into jazz uh, and that also is not, doesn't have good self-control. Should we say that? Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way to, he's always uh, uh, scratching his package. Yes. And, and Miranda, she actually had a really, really tough breakup. And that's part of what made her kind of bitter a little bit bitter and she ends up running into him and uh, that kind of throws her so that's the basic uh plot but uh what did you think about this premiere overall so i was pleasantly surprised because i had forgotten this that sam is still dating the guy from last season and when they're at the baseball game and they're holding up the little hot dogs and everything. I mean, we're still going with this small wiener joke, but it's funny. Samantha's really trying to make it work. I think this was a fun episode for me. Getting to see Carrie be out in the city, dating a Yankee, doing all these things that should make her happy and be really exciting, yet she still can't get big off of her mind. I do think that the Samantha thing does not hold up very well. Not the relationship part, but the fact that she's just like staring at the men in the locker room for so long. And finally the guy's like, can I help you? What's going on? And I feel like if you had that reversed even back then, and it was a guy doing that to a woman's locker room, it would be super creepy and weird. And, and so that part of it, I don't think holds up at all. Um, yes. And even the way the guy plays it, it's not like he's this sexy where he's like, yeah, can I help you? Like he's into it. Like, of course he's understandably freaked out. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. It, yeah. Agreed. It definitely felt a little bit creepy. Uh, well, a big theme of this episode is what are the breakup rules? So Charlotte claims that you, you have to spend half the time that you were with somebody grieving over the relationship so if it's a like four-month relationship then you're gonna spend two months feeling sad obviously this is like a major problem if you if you really hold to this and you 
say, been in a 20 year marriage and then get divorced, <laughs> you can't spend 10 years of your life feeling sad. <laughs> so I think that maybe this works in small doses. Yeah, I agree. Let's not, you know. <laughs> I remember this is another one of those things too that you can't tell. That was something I had heard sort of in the zeitgeist of you know the require the breakup rules like this and it takes you know half the length of time. And it's one of those things that we wondered, did that come from Sex in the City or was that a thing before Sex in the City and they had heard about it? But it helped to it was not only reflective of the culture of the time, but it helped to create the culture. And that's why it's such an enduring legacy for a show. One thing that is just so sticks out so much now is that you have all four women wearing furs in this episode. You would never see that in a million years now. Never. And uh, Carrie smoking at the baseball game. That's another thing. I had that written down too. Yeah. That would never happen now. I mean, just to how much Carrie smokes is it has been kind of a shocking reveal of watching these uh, early seasons. I feel like now that would be like her drinking a latte. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's what I would see people carrying around New York. Like, I think the way people used to walk through the streets of New York smoking, now they'll be like carrying their Starbucks cup or whatever. Like, that's, yeah. I think, what I've seen that's different. You don't yeah. see that anymore. I mean, occasionally you have characters smoking. I remember um, How I Met Your Mother did an episode uh, called, it was the the last, my last cigarette or something like that. It was called that, um, where it, it they basically, where older Ted admits to the kids he's talking to that they all smoked at various points. And yes. And the, every time they, they say it, he's like, and Lily's what? Like the kids, he's telling the story to you. The kids are shocked. And, uh, so I feel like that's kind of more where you'd see it now. And it would definitely be more like odd, unusual, surprising kind of a thing. Yeah. But, it's a plot point rather than just like a behavior yeah, that they're doing. Right. That's true. Yeah. And especially in like a public place, like a baseball stadium. I mean, you literally can't do it now, yeah. but the fact that they would show it is just really different, very different. And it's yeah. amazing how something can change because it's not that old, the show. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, I guess it's over 20 years old, but still that's not that long. And to it, think no, that something it's so, has so fundamentally changed is, is, is very interesting to me. Yeah. That even see, that seeing it is so jarring. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, yeah. we don't, we're not used to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, so they're at the game and Carrie catches the fly ball from Joe. And that was really um, cool. She's that was, it was cute because she doesn't care at all, you know, about baseball. Uh, and I'm, I, I can't even remember why exactly they decide to go to the game. Uh, but, um, but anyway, Joe Starr is uh, the hunky um, baseball player that, uh, and he's the new, the new Yankee. <laughs> yeah. So. And he's pretty famous in the paper with Carrie, big sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is in the gossips. Uh, and Joe is played by Mark Devine is the name of the actor. Uh, and uh, yeah, it sounds like. 
interesting uh let's see what's the last thing he did yeah he was he was handsome i could believe that he was a baseball player yeah i know nothing about baseball very little about baseball most of what i know about baseball i know from watching movies about baseball (laughs) rather than watching baseball although growing up uh in maryland they they have a great stadium called camden yards and uh, we would occasionally go to an orioles game Uh, and i do think that baseball is way more fun to watch in person most sports are way more fun in person because there's like just the whole you can get food and you can talk and i don't know just way more fun than watching on television yeah i same with baseball i don't think I've ever watched full game on TV, but I will go to a game because yeah, yeah, you're sitting there like I'm drinking my Coca-Cola, like I'm eating my French fries, you know, I'm living the life. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family please consider and we will love you forever go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies that's patreon.com slash hallmarkies exactly (laughs) uh so carrie through the breakup she finds a picture of her and big and she says never find pictures of you when you were happy and that uh that's always rough. And I, I've, I've had many, I've never been through a breakup myself, but I've helped many a friend through a breakup. And <laughs> I remember one of my friends in college, uh, we did the whole cut up the pictures and, and then we drove. <laughs> I've never done that iconic thing. I think that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I did it with a friend. <laughs> Cause that was a relationship. Oh my, she went through, it was back and forth, back and forth, drama, drama, drama. So then when it was finally over and now she's happily married, uh, many, many, many years to someone else. Um, but anyway, we went around and yeah, we were <laughs> flinging the pictures. I mean, this is in some ways harder and easier now because you don't have printed pictures i mean i was thinking out the other day that unless i'm framing it for something mm-hmm. like I've, i never print pictures ever. yeah i feel like i should more wait can i ask you a question about that um about your friend how did you know that it was the last time that they were breaking up that you could cut up the pictures that they were back and forth so much because i'd be nervous yeah that's true <laughs> you just knew yeah I, I you know i i don't remember but I think uh, I, I was hopeful, maybe hopeful, yeah. uh-huh. you know, that, uh, that she was at the spot where she's cutting up the pictures. You're like, good. I'm going to encourage that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just never 
print pictures anymore. And I actually thought of that with uh, one movie that I love is um, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the second one. Yeah. It's by far the best of the three, in my opinion. And uh, one of the plot lines in that movie is that, so they they have very limited power in in the place where they're at. And Gary Oldman is kind of the head of the of the humans. And uh, he lost his... Um, children and his wife to this virus you know that killed so many people and because they don't have power they all his pictures were on electronic oh my god medium right and so he hasn't seen his, his pictures of his children for so long long time and then at a certain point in the movie they get power back and he sees the pictures of his children and you just die because it's so sad. Um, but it was so moving and it made me think like, I don't have any printed pictures, hardly at all. Of, if there was a, like, in a long power outage of some kind, I would have nothing. Uh, and, and that was very eye-opening to me. So I don't know, it's just something that's just so different about us now compared to then and so I think yeah and we don't have those tangible things that like even when I find pictures from high school from like disposable cameras it's sweet to find those things and pictures that you forgot you took and we don't have that now yeah so in some ways I feel like it's it's easier now because we don't have those things lying around the house you know or we won't stumble in like she does with this picture but on the other hand we have it way worse with social media. We can constantly see what everybody else is doing. If you broke up with somebody, it would be brutal. I think now, because you would know, first of all, who the other person is seeing, who, what they're doing, you would know, every aspect of their life. And that would be so hard. So it's like way worse. I did. I did a stock photo shoot with my boyfriend who we moved to New York together. We were both mm-hmm. actors. We're both still actors. And I mean, we didn't get paid for the stock photo shoot so we could get free headshots, but we did all these shots together. Like I had a baby in one and we're posing together, happy couple, you know, all this stuff. That was 10 years ago and we've been broken up for a while. And those photos still show up places and people will tag us both in it. And luckily we're still friendly, so it's fine. But sometimes the article will be like, we have one where we're looking miserable at each other. And it's like, how do you know if you're headed for a breakup? And it's like us in the (laughs) stock photo people. And it's so bad because it's like the stock photo shoot that will never die. And we're always being reminded. (laughs) What's what I remember when Simu Lee uh, before, uh, before Shang-Chi came out, they evidently, he had done a photo shoot like that uh, (laughs) thing, like an office uh, environment kind of <laughs> stock photo you're like that's you that's <laughs> they can but, use those pictures forever yeah <laughs> but but yeah I mean social media is it would just be really hard because again you're seeing uh, everything that they're doing and uh, like I you'd like to think that you have self-control to not watch that but when it's when you're so vulnerable after a breakup that would be really hard uh, if you want to see a good movie about this very thing, uh, just recently in February, uh, it's called, I want you back. 
Uh, very good. I enjoyed it so much. It's R rated. So I, but I think people who are watching this, this recap will enjoy it. It was really good. Jenny Slate and Charlie day, uh, they get broken up with and, uh, they, they become sadness sisters, uh, cause they work in the same building and, uh, they decide that they're going to try to, uh, break up the, the new relationships that their, uh, exes are in and try to get back together and help each other. And a lot of it is this, you know, sort of social media and seeing what the others are doing and everything. And I don't know, I found it really genuinely funny. I was laughing from pretty much beginning to end. And I thought that all the performance was good. It was very sweet. Uh, it's definitely, like I said, R rated, but I, uh, I, I recommend it. I actually, it came out the same week as marry me and I prefer it over. Marry really? Me. Yeah. I like I like both. Video, but I love Jenny Slade. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely like it then if you like her, she's, she's really good. She's so funny. And, and I, you know, Charlie day can be so funny, but sometimes his sort of like crazy person shit can be a little much, yeah. but he's really, he reigns it in. He's really good in the movie. So if you kind of want a modern take on this sort of scene of seeing pictures of your ex and stuff like that, then I think that's a really good, good one to watch. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, they, uh, they have the, uh, Dolce and Gabbana party, uh, that they go to. And, uh, I guess because Carrie's a columnist, uh, they, she is why she would be invited to this, I guess. They just seem like they get invited to all these fabulous events. Cause I, I do think they're like society people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess when they couldn't get into that restaurant member, Samantha saying, and she definitely is on that list, you know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm going to somebody and she's definitely going to somebody. Oh, did you think it was funny that the pictures of her with uh, Joe, they describe her as the sex pert? Yes. That was funny. Chef's kiss. That was great. <laughs> and they would like the, the gossip columns, like that would be exactly how they would describe her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I thought it was kind of funny that Miranda has a poem pilot that took me back. <laughs> Blast pass there. Yeah. It's like cigarettes and palm pilots. Where did you go? <laughs> At first. Yeah. At first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, then, uh, then, so Charlotte gives her guy a pair of underwear and he kind of freaks out. He doesn't like it. Yeah. He thought she was moving too fast, which that's not what she was trying to do. She was obviously trying to, you know, get him to stop playing with his downstairs. I mean, that's embarrassing for him. Like in public, it's not like they're watching TV and he's doing it, whatever. It's like he's at a full public event with many other people. Stop touching your crotch. Yeah, I have never heard of anybody doing this. Maybe they just don't do it around me. Thank goodness. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't know anyone who's done this. Yeah. But if so, you guys know, let us know, write to us. Do you know people who do this in public? Because yeah, Rachel right. and I have not experienced it clearly. Yeah. So then when Miranda runs into the old flame, she she's more sympathetic to Carrie. And she says, I forgot how hard it is. You just take all the time you need. 
That and was a really sweet friendship uh, moment for them. That was sweet. And, she's, and Carrie says, you'll never get through a breakup without your friends. So that was very nice. Good start to the season, I would say. Yeah, it was. Except for the Samantha part. That was the only part I didn't love. So, I mean, I, I would say this, I would give it like a seven. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, it was a, like you said, it's a good start to the season, but usually I feel like seasons find their way and ramp up. So yeah, I would get, I would give it a seven too. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So then we have episode two, The Awful Truth. And uh, in this one, we have Susan Sharon. (laughs) And this one, this episode did not hold up at all. I don't know how you felt, but Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was, again, this is one of those that was like actively upsetting to watch the way he yelled at her. And yeah. I'm someone that could, I get how they talk about fighting can be a kind of foreplay for people, but this was just straight up emotional abuse. It, it was not this banter like, back and forth. Oh yeah. Like, and I find it hard to believe that someone that's that angry is not also like other ways abusive than just 100%. being like mean. I can't believe that he would, he would not be like hitting her and dominating her. She needed to get out of that relationship so fast. And the fact that the message of this episode is that stay with your man because you might not be able to find another one was very upsetting. Yeah. Um, it's even the way that he, so like when he comes in the room and he yells at her when she's like making a lot of noise with Carrie, like I've actually never been, I'm a yeller and I, I have yelled at my partners, but I've never been in a relationship where that was really reciprocated. I guess I just yell at guys and they don't yell back at me, but I wouldn't even be that troubled if it would have been an actual fight that we are seeing and all yeah. this passion, but he just came in and as you said, Rachel, like the way he yelled at her made me think he's going to hit her after Carrie leaves. Have you ever seen that ice cream ad where the couple, it's their like Italian and they're fighting and they just get escalates more and more and more and they're eating yeah. the ice cream and everything? Like th- that's, that's fine. You yeah, know, like 100%. If it's passion- that's exactly what I'm thinking of. If it's a passionate thing, then, uh, then I, uh, I, that's fine. That's great. But in this case, no, it was just him yelling at her and being really mean, especially when she has a friend right there. If he's willing to do that with someone witnessing it, then that's very bad. And uh, it's just, it's hard for me to understand these people because I mean, I don't understand the anger, but also like, you're so lucky to be able to have found somebody who wants to be with you. I mean, as a single person, I just, 
I would treasure that so much and not that I would be perfect. And I would, we'd have our fights, of course, but to somebody that's just so horrible and, and mean to their partner, I, it's just, it's tough. And it was actually something that one of the patron groups that I'm in, I won't disclose any names or anything, but one of the patron groups, not our patron, different one that I'm in, um, somebody posted today that, that, uh, their spouse would always get annoyed about the $10 a month that she sponsored for this patron. And then she talked about how, like, she got so much benefit from it, making new friends, communicating about shared love of topics, um, all these different things. And that he just didn't like it. He resented it. He, and so she was writing to announce that she was finally not going to be a patron anymore. Um, and I was just oh like, God. that's so sad to me because I, I just can't understand if you're lucky enough to again, have a partner, have a spouse if something's giving her joy and it's 10 freaking dollars a month, um, how could you not support that? I, it, that just so makes me sad. so sad. Well, yeah. And that it's like, you, you really fail and maybe not just the money, but like, maybe he has some sort of like twisted jealousy that she's finding so much pleasure in something else. And that makes me sad too. Like that whole situation is just yeah, it's really, really upsetting. Yeah, and, and so I felt that with this as well, that, I mean, and it was just so strange to me that the show was advocating her staying with him at every turn. She was yeah. wrong for leaving him at all. She was wrong for, uh, you know, she was lucky. She was supposed to be feel grateful that he took her back. Uh, and, uh, because there is just no more people in that. If you were so lucky to be able to found somebody that you should stay with them, which is just crazy. I mean, it's better to be single than to be in an abusive relationship. I mean, there's no question. And it takes a lot of courage, um, to leave a relationship that's abusive and, mm -hmm. um, and, that needs to be supported and uplifted by your community, your friends, our society as a whole, and making it easier for people who are in situations like that to do that. That the fact that it was sort of being um, made light of in this episode, yeah, was was extremely difficult to watch. Yeah, several times on my mission, I ended up helping people leave their husbands, which is like really? random, weird. Yeah. Like even, uh, you know, like finding them resources, finding them someplace to stay, different things like that. And every single time they went back, ended up going really? back every, every, every single time, every single time. Yeah. They would end up. And th that's just, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just sad. Uh, because I mean, I think that it's, pretty much i think they've proven that with um people with domestic violence and things like that they almost always re uh they 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 very rarely will actually like reform and the the psychological hold is so powerful that i think if you're not in that situation it's very easy to say like you know why would someone go back or why wouldn't they leave um 
but it it's just so like um I was watching Evan Rachel Wood speak about it and she said as a society we ask these questions like why didn't they leave when really we're not asking the question of like why didn't the person doing the abuse leave or why didn't the person stop and we just don't have enough support for people who are in these yeah perfect situations and they say that uh that telling a friend to leave her husband is a no-win situation and I just don't agree I don't agree I don't I, th- I think if you're a friend is complaining about like that her husband's annoying or like leaves his socks on the floor you know normal like stuff like yeah. that it's like okay maybe don't get embroiled in that but if it's something that is detrimental to her uh, physical mental or spiritual self you you need to intervene yeah yeah I mean, especially like I said, if he's that mean with, with people witnessing, it's not good. Uh, so we have Jack, sorry, we have big, uh, at the, at the party with his, uh, date is, uh, Mr. Marvelous, which I still don't understand why he has that name, that moniker. I don't understand. There's he's back and we have questions. Yeah. (laughs) And Big sends her flowers at one point uh, to carry. Uh, and then we also have Charlotte with a new love of her life. It's the dog named Henry. The only thing I didn't like about this plot is I think it makes no sense that she gets rid of the dog. Yeah, he yeah. has like one, you know, what do you call it? One episode uh where he you know makes some messes but she loved that dog there's no way that she would get rid of it for because of one thing no and she has a big heart so she would figure it out you know what i mean yeah uh, uh, i was yeah. annoyed at big here about how his secretary had to remind him that it was carrie's birthday and the whole thing it's like it's yeah. just big showing that he's big you know mm-hmm. it's big right and and then we also have samantha going with james that's the guy's name uh, to the therapist and she finally admits that he's small and then he tells her that she's too big down there and maybe <laughs> that's part of the problem the therapist is probably like this is about my pay grade yeah <laughs> yeah she's just like you two are not compatible <laughs> let's, let's end this now but again i like the fact that they do show some nuance to samantha she's not opposed to relationships i mean she says she's opposed to relationships but then she has some yeah and uh she's like a real human in these early early seasons so yeah this one i would give a pretty low score i think it's the worst episode that we have covered yeah i i agree it didn't age well in a way that wasn't just like oh that didn't age well it was it was actively upsetting to watch yeah so i mean i give it like a five yeah yeah. All right. Then the last episode. Not rewatch that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not going to rewatch it. All right. So then the last episode we're talking about is called The Freak Show. And this one is all about first dates. Uh, the, the nervousness, the difficulty. And uh, we get that with Charlotte. We get it with Carrie. She's going on a blind date with this indie film producer. And, uh, this, uh, and then Samantha as well. 
Uh, she's th- considering getting plastic surgery. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of going on in this episode. What did you think overall of it? Um, this one I was very into. I think that uh, we all are a little bit weird. And I mean, as Carrie says at the end, like everyone, we all have the freak potential within us, but we're also very quick to judge that in other people, I think sometimes. And I thought some of the storylines in this were really funny, like the guy who was very into pleasuring women and was famous all over New York City for it. But then he was a one trick pony. I thought that was a really fun storyline with Charlotte being very into it and wanting a relationship to come out of it, but then realizing that they did not have anything else in common besides the fact that they liked being together in that way. Yeah, it was, I thought a really good line too, that when they say when Charlotte really likes Guy, she says his whole name and helps her imagine their monogram towels. (laughs) And she does do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Samantha is dating this uh, lawyer and it (laughs) says, uh, that my specialty is sexual harassment, which that does not hold up well, of course. Uh, but, um, uh, Samantha didn't believe in the first date, but did believe in sex after it, which is no surprise there. (laughs) Um, but then also that guy says that Samantha is 40, maybe 41. (laughs) That's upsetting to her. And this is what's so interesting too, about seeing more of Samantha's vulnerabilities and also the way women we think about aging too, or the way our society thinks about aging, he's obviously ridiculously attracted to her. He's not saying it like it's a bad thing, but she feels Mm. very self-conscious about it so much so that she runs into her friend who just had worked on and she's willing to get a bunch of stuff done so that she can feel younger. Yeah, we also get this sort of cliched old thought of if the Miranda says if the if a man is over 30 and single, there's something wrong with him, which is really frustrating because I mean, obviously you have people that were in long-term relationships, then they didn't work out. So that's why they're single. But then also, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out for the guys. They just I I would be very hesitant to say anything like that. I just don't think it's true. Yeah. Like, first of all, I actually think that's a, I actually found that line to be super surprising in the fact that, especially in a city like New York, uh, I'm just surprised that was even in the show. Even as a joke or as something that people used to think, because 30 is so young. I think even 20 years ago in New York, I felt like it was very young to, to be committed to someone. And also, yeah, it's just not true for men or women. People are single for lots of different reasons. Yeah. I hate that whole idea of, oh, well, he must be gay or he must be, you know, that, oh, he's not, not married yet. No, sometimes you just don't find the right person you, for guys and girls. Yeah. So. Uh, so then we have, uh, Charlotte, uh, she has the guy who is amazing at going down. <laughs> she is, definitely he has a reputation, this guy <laughs> all across Manhattan. 
I really, I mean, he's really performing a public service the way it sounds like he's doing the good work. Um, yeah, but evidently it, it only stays fun for so long. And then Charlotte wants more out of her relationship. I think what was so upsetting about this is the fact that he was such a dud outside the bedroom. Like it wasn't like there was anything to work with. She's talking to him about summer camp and all he does is just eat that fig in front of her and she can't ever look at figs the same way again. And frankly, I don't know if I can after <laughs> seeing that. Yeah. So, so then Carrie is dating this guy or not the blind date with the indie producer, Ben. He has a Tweety Bird tattoo. And, uh, and then the uh, she's snooping around and uh she finds the cub scout badge collection <laughs> yes and uh yes. and she realizes <laughs> she's become a freak yes you know, yeah. she's yeah. she's snooping and he's like i thought you were different and she's like yeah i was but we all get in our heads about these things yeah because he says i thought you were actually a normal one mm-hmm. so um let's see what else uh, yeah, I did think it's kind of funny that supposedly this is an indie producer and his like big thing is that he wants to make a ton of money. Like what indie world is he living? <laughs> You're right. That did not track at all. Like he's just be super obsessed with like art and film and like that yeah. he's doing it for the love of storytelling. Cause yeah, that didn't track. Yeah. And evidently he's the man with two faces says because he gets upset but then he can be really great and then the third uh, oh so no this is the second blind date that she goes on is the man with two faces and then the third date is is a pickpocketer stealing the books this is the man who steals cheap books uh, for no reason and that's when she says are all men freaks <laughs> she's been on these three dates indie producer uh and uh so yeah and then she's also uh the um uh she has her non uh, that kind of gets close to the kiss with this guy ben mm-hmm. and they go on a double date and he hates connecticut so much <laughs> okay so i thought this double date was really funny because the one that miranda was paired up with manhattan guy uh-huh. i left manhattan in years I'm certainly not like that, but I do have such an affinity for New York City. So it was this weird thing of like actually kind of loving that he felt so passionately about it, but that really rubbed Miranda the wrong way so much that she said she had to feed her cat and insisted that she leave the date early. Yeah. The, the indie producer guy, that was different. That was a different date. I got that mixed up, but Ben, Ben's the guy that she met in the park oh yeah yeah wait. sorry yes yes yeah. no i did too because well carrie was just dating a lot this episode. so she goes on three blind dates and then she meets the guy in the park uh and uh then she gets asked she goes on a non-date with the guy in the park non-date oh sorry and my notes i got a little confused uh but uh but anyway, so yeah, they go and then they go on the double date, her and Charlotte, like you said. And the, yeah, the guy who just hates 
hates Connecticut. There's no world outside of Manhattan. And <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, ah, gosh, that's a pretty big hill to die on. I mean, most of the people that work in Manhattan live in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking he out a lot so, of people. He was so passionate about it that I found it weirdly charming. Mm-hmm. And they say, you can tell everything about a person by who their friends are. So I do think there's some, some truth to that. Some truth to that. Yeah. And that's, Uh, that's also sometimes a sobering thing when you have to start taking stock of your life. Yeah. So then Samantha is thinking about getting the plastic surgery, but then when she goes in, she's kind of horrified by this guy. He's really rude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big commitment to make. Yeah. And very painful. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and then so that's when Carrie sees the Cub Scout badge collection, and uh, she says, "I was going to skip the game to be with you, and uh, I thought you were actually a normal one." <laughs> so it's tough. I mean, we're all kind of freaks in our own ways. Yeah, and we try and keep it as normal as possible when we're first in the stages of getting to know someone, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or a working relationship. Like we always want to be showing our best sides, but like we can't hide who we are all the time. <laughs> it's about, I think dating hopefully is about finding somebody who finds your freak freakish parts charming. That's the goal. That's the hope, the dream. <laughs> yes. Yes. That they'll love the, the freaky parts. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's so cute that <laughs> she does that not weird at all yeah <laughs> that's the dream yeah <laughs> well what would you give this episode one to ten so i really liked this i really like the ending too that it's this romanticism for manhattan and new york city and and this hope of what's to come i thought it was a great um it actually to me felt like a season opener like uh, because we can just throw out that you know episode yeah. before this episode two um, I would say that this one, I would give a, I think I'd also give this one an eight. I really liked yeah. it. I, liked I think the this end. was good. I also laughed at the world's smallest cedar line den of iniquity. That was really funny. That was really good. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let us know what you think of these episodes. Which ones are your favorite? If you're listening, we would love to hear your thoughts. And uh, Jax, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So take a look at that. Make sure you're following us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. Try to post some fun things whenever we see anything Sex in the City related on there. So please take a look. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Homework Pod and Homework Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so, so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our Patreon group and merch store. And don't let your don't let your significant other bully you out of being a patron. No, it's great. That's <laughs> right. So, uh, so thanks so much, everybody, and we'll talk again next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>